Sarah, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Alongside me, just like every single week, is Manager Jacob, and the people want to know, what are you drinking or eating this week? Sarah, this week, uh, we record this podcast in the East End of Toronto, and shout I gotta give another... Shout out the East End. <laughs> Everyone knows that I'm a big... I'll, I'll shout out the East End for the, the smallest stuff, but this week, we have actually a big one. Now, when this came out, they actually opened several weeks ago, but I went for the first time myself this week to the new Lambos location mm-hmm. in the East End. I had never been to the previous one. And for anyone who's not from Toronto, it's a sandwich shop. It's like Dundas a glass. Washington, yeah. Uh, I guess it? there's one over there in the West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they do like, what do they call them? Like a hoagie, like a, yeah. like a classic Italian Like one that sandwich, you get in like you know? New York. It's that kind of Exactly. Vibe. And you know what? I'm a big sandwich guy. I know that you, I think last episode, maybe talked about like you're in your sandwich era. Yeah, I'm a big sandwich lady. If you're in the city... Even if you're in the West End, come to the East End to try out Lambos on the East East Side. Uh, but I was super, super happy with my choice. And it was good? Like it lived up to the hype? Yeah, I just did the classic one. Did you one. purposely only wait until it came to the East End before you had it? Like you knew it was coming? Or was it <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah, oh I've also God. never been to a Blue Jays game because I won't attend until they open an East End <laughs> Rogers Center. Wait, 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 actually, side note, have you actually never been to a Blue Jays game? I've been to okay. several Blue Jays games. like... <laughs> Imagine. I was like, how did it take this many episodes for me to learn that you've never been to a Blue Jays game? Okay, good. At what, least about, you've done what about you? What are you eating and drinking? I've entered red wine season. Oh, really? As soon as it gets like a little cool, I'm like, okay, I can't drink white or rosé or anything else. Red wine just like speaks to me. It's like what I get excited for like a little glass of red I, wine. I feel like I saw in a story maybe from the weekend that you've been drinking some bread and butter. This is, is my favorite. Right? Yeah? It's my go-to. I was going to say, you have any other recommendations? Or that's it. Um, right okay, now? so there's this is the issue. I don't know what anything is called. There's this one that if you guys are OG vlog mem- if you're OG vlog watchers you'd remember this one that's like kind of like in a paper it's like a vintage one of the LCBO and it's like in this paper wrapping I don't know how to explain it it's I post it all the time there's that one okay. but then bread and butter bread and butter is my favorite one to bring to people because like the bottle's very like sleek looking and it looks very like yeah it looks more expensive than it is even though it's only like a twenty dollar bottle of wine what and about we, you do we you love have red wine recommend label I have a, always a billion red wine recommendations send them my way. I'd yeah, like to, I will. I'm going to try to go to a wine bar in New York, maybe, because I feel like that's like the oh, energy I of have, like, New I York have City. like five on my list. I'm also going to go get a tattoo where you are. You actually? Yeah, yeah, Haley and I are going to go. Nice. But anyways, oh so God, red fun. wine, red wine and tattoos, apparently, but I'm drinking red <laughs> wine. That's what's happening right now. Actually, well, I'm going to give a shout out. I've never been, but I, I, you should probably go is Orange Glow in New York City. It's uh just i can't remember which neighborhood it's like below the east village there but also in the east village ruffian is one of the best you really only stay east in no matter what city that you're in eh? yeah all of your recommendations like we're from the east village from across the (laughs) across broadway or whatever uh what about what we're reading or watching what do you got this week i am an official fantasy book girly pop holy shit I am, I'm like, I just want to be a fairy. That's like the extent of what I am. Okay, I, you're on, on the series still. Oh yeah, I read, I counted, I read 2,000 pages worth of content on the weekend. Oh <laughs> That's like God. a lot. I read three full books because I finished, I started book two, three, and four. And we're talking and hard, f- hardcover or re- e-reader or like well, how I read you, it, how you I read it right on now? the e-reader, but like I'm saying like, based on the actual page count of each book i read okay. two thousand pages worth that of. is huge. and so <laughs> i i literally did nothing i canceled all my plans and i just like i'll talk about it a little bit later and had just a self-care weekend but a court of everything a court of everything is what i'm going to call it because it's the a court of thorns and roses series i've talked about it previously in the podcast and i just dipped my toe into it but holy shit i'm obsessed with it 
if you've never read fantasy, read this series. You will love it. I'm obsessed with it. I like literally, I know girls have gotten tattoos of like this series. Is now I get why. Do in New York? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to have like the, like, oh my God, I can't, I don't want to spoil anything, but it is so, so good. Is it, it getting is so better, good. like each book? Or just like you're. Yes, but I'm also just like, uh, I book two is like the best book, but also it gives each book gives you different things, right? It's like mm-hmm. book two is really where there's like a lot of slow burn happening, which everyone loves. But book three, there's like a war and there's, oh my God, there's just different stuff in every single book. And I love it so much. And then you get to know more of the characters and I'm fully engulfed in like the universe of the world. And I put on my little galaxy light and I read it and I'm about to start the final book. Well, I just started it before I came here. I started the final book. Oh. But there's another one coming out. Not till 2025, though. But anyways, okay, A Court say, of Everything. Is this going to kick off your reading slump? And I know this is one like contained series, but like... I already want to read. I already want to reread the first book just because I know so much more now that I want to go back and read all the things in the first book and all the hints. But no, I think it's going to just send me down like the fantasy journey and like more, more. It's going to send me down the path of more books that are like in a series instead of all these one-offs that I read. That then like I get in and out of slumps. So if I start all these different series, then I'll get like of content to read for days. Oh my god, I just like ignore my life. It's so good. It's so good. How about you? Okay, well, I'm like throwing it back. If that's something new and there's a new book coming out, I'm revisiting old content right now, old movies-ish. Old movies. Not super old movies, but like revisiting movies that uh, I enjoyed years ago and want to come back to. You know, we're in the fall. Again, kind of going off of cozy vibes, trying to just like cuddle up at home and, you know, watch some classics. I loved this movie when it first came out and then just rewatched it the other day. Have you ever seen this kind of a funny story with Zach Galifianakis, Emma, like early Emma Roberts, Emma Uh, Roberts. Yep. And yeah, I think now you're questioning. Oh, really? Yeah. Almost certainly it's Emma Roberts. And then I cannot for the life of me because I don't think he's been in anything. It's kind of a funny story. Yeah. No, I've never seen it. It deals with uh, a lot of mental health uh, in a hospital and... Oh, I know what movie you're talking about now, actually. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. It is Emma Roberts. Good. You're right. It, it is, is Emma Roberts. It is funny, but it's also super heartwarming. And, and what uh, platform can we watch it. that on if anyone wants to watch it? Ooh, probably a streaming platform that I forget that okay. I watched it on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, well, what are we listening to this week? Okay, I've been diving into more podcasts. And, you know, I've got a, I've got a good core of podcasts that I listen to on mm-hmm. a weekly basis. But I've been trying to expand a little bit and also maybe revisit some older podcasts that, like, uh, I enjoyed previously but maybe haven't, like, been keeping up with. Mm-hmm. So I listened to two that I really enjoyed. One, you ever listen to Jay Shetty? Yeah. Eh, he's Listen, he's watch hitter. the podcast clips on TikTok. And it's all the yeah, same it's thing. all the same. But like he, it popped off recently because of the Jay to Pickett Smith mm, yes, episode. Yes, Tupac stuff that's yeah. been going around. Yeah. And then, uh, but he also just had an interview and I'm totally blanking on her last name, but it's Kelly something. Look it up. She's a really cool designer who's designed like a lot of interiors mm. and full projects for hotels. And I just listened to it and I had a, just like it was a, really interesting podcast someone mm-hmm. talking about their like design inspiration which is something that i'm super interested in furniture and all that stuff so mm-hmm. i love that one and then also ritual which is like an ultra marathoner turned like content creator who oh, interviews interesting. interesting people and he interviewed one of my favorite comedians pete holmes so would I you ever do an ultra marathon that's I'd like 50 yeah. that's like 50k or more isn't 50 it? or over yeah I'd my my friend daniel like my my one of my best friends kate her boyfriend uh he tried to run a hundred kilometers not in an ultra marathon just for funsies oh, and he wow. like raised money doing it and i think he made it to 80 
and he saw that as like a oh i only made it to 80 and i went i'm sorry you just <laughs> ran two full marathons that's yeah. insane ultra marathoning would is you ever do that from a <laughs> no. half to an ultra no. <laughs> skip the marathon skip the marathon no i'm 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 just like I'm floating with the fact of maybe doing a marathon, so maybe baby steps. I don't think I'll ever be an ultra, ultra person. We'll get there after the marathon. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Or maybe not. Who knows? What about what about you? What are you listening to? Uh, I've with my red wine. So now picture me with my glass of red wine, my fantasy books, and listening to sad girl fall music. What is defined as sad girl fall music? I'm not necessarily saying that I am sad girl. I'm just saying like the sad girl fall energy vibes staring at the window while it's like the leaves are falling while you're in like the back seat you know what I mean like that's the energy and that to me is folklore and evermore so uh, I've talked about this on the podcast before but I'm back on my favorite playlist on Spotify which is someone that just put folklore and evermore every song like every other one <laughs> and I just listen to that in order and so that's like why folklore and evermore always ends up being on my Spotify like most listened to list I think just because in October specifically I listen to it so often but sad girl fall music it is maybe I just make my own playlist of it but sad girl fall stuff this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, what is it? Just top track. This is you putting you on the spot, but top track again. You maybe have mentioned this before, but from both albums. Mirrorball on Folklore, Champagne Problems on Evermore. Easy. Done. That was like... I'm probably getting a mirror ball tattoo. So is that what it's going to be? It's either going to be a mirror ball. I'll show you every version of myself tonight or an open book. Ooh. Or both. Might be okay, silly wait, goofing and you're pointing it too. to like the, your here. elbows kind of like back here. on the back of you. Okay. That's where the mirror ball would go. And then the book I think would go here. Oh, this is cool. Get I'm, both. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will because I feel like I'm a chicken if I like, I don't know. It's I, nice to have balance. Too. Yeah. And well, and that's why I feel like it'll be weird if I just have one tattoo. Like just having one feels very weird to me. And then it's probably going to be me being like, having only two is weird. And then I'm sure that's how like <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the spiral starts. But <laughs> Okay, Sarah, somewhere you went this week. I didn't go anywhere. Well, I went places. But this weekend, I had a self-care weekend. I went into 
the world of books and reading right. and fantasy. And when I was like alluding to like me reading 2000 pages, it's because of this. Basically, Friday was like a gloomy day. So I just decided to like stay in and read. And then I like decided to stay and read on Saturday. I got like all my chores in the morning. And I just like didn't leave the house literally from Thursday night until Sunday afternoon when I had to go grocery shopping. And I just put on my little candles and like I go on my TV and I put on like cozy vibes fireplace. And then Ooh. I, so it's not just the fireplace channel. It's got like a music, jazz music going on in the background, whatever. And then I sit there and I read my book and that's all I did all weekend. So I did absolutely nothing. I don't think I've done that since the pandemic like where i've had absolutely I was nowhere to be. say that's like a rare for me especially 100 percent. Yeah. and i feel so refreshed and recharged i feel amazing look i will i want to crave those types of weekends like every once in a while probably now but i like literally had no plans like i could have made myself have plans i chose not to and it was i mean everyone i told was like you did that <laughs> like, you did nothing the whole weekend it was amazing what about you that's good okay well i kind of did the opposite i'm shouting out this week flea markets i have been known to thrift in my day but mm -hmm. also i went i don't want to do another east end shout out but i will <laughs> uh, they do a good one over here uh the people who run one of my favorite vintage shops coffee and clothing run one called the hogtown flea at neighborhood studios is that what it's called i think that's what it's called uh but they do a really good job of curating interesting vendors of both clothing not a lot of like housewares or anything like that but some uh and then records and comics and all kinds of stuff and like they actually had a pop-up tattoo artist as well doing stick oh i love tattoos. when they do those did you get one I didn't. I thought about it. I have a scar on my back from, which is a totally different story. Uh, and they were only doing flash. Uh, oh, so then the you can only pick from those ones. Yeah, and yeah. there was a band aid, and I'm like, I That's could put a band aid funny. over my scar. But That's kind of quirky. I like that. I was also hungry, uh, so I was like, maybe I'll just go get a snack <laughs> instead. <laughs> so I didn't that do that. Uh, but yeah, I love a good flea market, and it's such a good way to spend a weekend. I find if you don't want to be like talking about. What doing is something that's a little bit relaxing, just walking around, browsing, grabbing a cup of coffee. What, by definition, is the difference between a flea market and a, like a vintage market? Are they the same thing? Basically the same thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I should probably check some of those out. Um, what's something you did? Something week? I did. Oh, okay. I went to an amazing restaurant and I was trying to get a reservation here for a long time. Couldn't. And then is this one that Haley posted on her Instagram stories? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It looked unreal. <laughs> it was amazing. We'd gone uh, once before for dinner. Uh, just in the downstairs restaurant part. But this restaurant does a upstairs on the rooftop Don't patio. gatekeep. What's it called? Lake Inez okay. over here in the East End as well. Oh but granted, no, that like oh everyone God. travels over here for this because it is like one of the top restaurants in the city for sure. And the tasting menu experience is out of this world. It's like okay. one of the best things I've ever Really? What type sick. of food is it? Uh, it's like, eight, I think that they... I don't know if this is their own words, but like Google describes them as Asian fusion. All the best restaurants in the city are Asian fusion. So that would check out. Yeah. And it was, but they were taking inspiration from like restaurants in the neighborhood mm. and like the owner, Zach, uh, it was basically a performance in itself. So like it was a six course tasting menu with drink pairings. So they would bring out the dish and then it wouldn't just be like explaining the dish. He told this story from his life that would like went on for like five minutes almost each time. So it was to like each a, table or like to the room? To the room. Yeah. Oh, and it's so this really cozy like vibe together. with like a fireplace going on this rooftop oh, and it's just partially covered. And then everyone ate together each every like 
each individual dish. Um, but anyway, I also tried, don't have to necessarily just shout out that one. I just want to also shout out the idea of like going to do a tasting menu at a mm-hmm. restaurant, especially this one was a mystery. So we had no idea what we were eating before. Oh, that's cool. And I tried a lot of things that like I probably would never order on a menu, just like mm-hmm. going to a regular restaurant. So it's a good way to get outside of your comfort zone, which is something that I really liked mm. about it. Try some things you probably wouldn't so try. So do a tasting menu. That's yes, what you're saying. try out a tasting menu. Okay. Exactly. What about you? What uh, was somewhere you went this week? Or sorry, something you did this week. Uh, this week I had, I don't know how to explain it. Is it I had tarot cards read to me? I went to a, a tarot, tarot reading? Car- I, yeah, a tarot reading as an event. And it's very popular at these like influencer events for some reason. I have tarot card readers. Mm. Like I don't know why. Apparently it's because like they do those ones on TikTok. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So anyways, I've never got it done because the lines are always way too long. But this event, I was one of the first people there. So I like, got on the list really early. My friend Soph and I did it. And she did hers first and was like so emotional after and like was like oh my god like that was amazing like hugged the tarot card reader I was like oh my god like this is like I just thought this was gonna be like silly goofy joke so I got really nervous and I like sat down and I like I don't know how much I believe in this stuff like whatever like an astrology girl no I'm not an astrology girly so it's like (laughs) I I just don't know enough about it I'm like not an astrology girl whatever so I didn't really know so I sat down and like the first card immediately was like so relevant and like and I, I know you like take interpretation from it, but, but I was that's like, kind of part of it too, for right? sure. But it was like freaky still the way Ooh. she was describing it. Give us the tea. What did they say? <laughs> I just, it just, and I was just like, there was, I, I don't even remember like the order of the cards or whatever, but it was just like everything she was saying was resonating. I know like they go off your reactions and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm like a half skeptic, half like into it, I guess. But that's why I kind of like it because it is, I would say that's almost like closer to I don't want to say it's therapy, but like, you know what I mean? Where no, like it's the same as like they've If they're reading it, yeah. you and they're bouncing stuff off of you, like you're kind of doing it almost to yourself a little bit. For you sure. I mean? So, and you're choosing to see what you want to see, but I, they don't tell you, like she said, she's like, I will not tell you your future. I'm telling you like what's happening with you now and like the things and tools you need, which I appreciate it. Cause I was like the future telling stuff would freak me out too much, but yeah. it was really interesting and I would do it again. And I really liked the woman that did it. She was cool. Like she had okay. like good vibes. Also, then they gave us tarot cards. Oh. So what I can start doing is being one of those people on TikTok that go Does it go on live and do you a reading? got this card this card means an abundance of money like okay I'm not gonna lie whenever that whenever ones. TikTok like that comes up I, I watch s- that I, I, the say, end. I, go, I, go, I go do I want to see if this is actually relevant to me and if it's something yeah. bad I go nope yeah and then swipe but it's just like if first skip. cards like kind of relevant I'm like Ooh, what mm, else we got what else do we got and you and the 70,000 people that have liked that TikTok I, know. I also do those intuition tests you ever see that where someone's just like guess what number I'm thinking of. always I'll be like I'm gonna nail it <laughs> 17 and I got it once like the one of the first times I tried it I got it once and I'm just like I'm I'm like a medium the volume inside this podcast studio is astronomical as our next guest is a viral tiktok sensation whether you know his voice or hilarious sketches he's created some of the most influential moments on an app and he's only getting started. His recent content poking fun at millennials has divided the internet, but we're so ready to break down everything from virality to the battle of the generations. Please welcome to Talking Fast, my friend, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you for that beautiful intro. I'm honestly so honored. That was so sweet of you. I'm so excited for you to be here. You said it's your first in-person podcast. It is, and I'm super excited about it. I love just all the HD screens and everything. Just having a conversation feels better when I'm actually speaking to a 
real person as opposed so. to like through a zoom screen right and yeah. with the delays and the glitches it, it gets too much sometimes i feel but. like you can never be like as much as you can have a good conversation on zoom you can never like be your full self because you can't read energy the same exactly. way I, I exactly i do have to say off the top though as as a resident millennial who like 30, <laughs> 30 plus i i am coming into this episode a little hesitant myself uh, okay a little defensive perhaps mm-hmm. i'll okay. try to shed my armor a little bit to be open to this but uh okay we'll see you know, I did my damage, so I got to start dealing with the repercussions. So <laughs> That's actually why you were brought here. It's to go see yeah. speaks on behalf of all millennials. I technically, I'm whatever, Zillennial is what they, like the bullshit yeah, on people, the cusp people, of, uh... people my age should be like, no, we're Zillennial. I go, don't make stuff up. Like we're millennial. I'm just the last year. So Are you the last year? 96. Yeah. So I'm the last year of millennial. So. I saw today that it's 24. Five-year-olds to forty something. Oh, really? I don't know. I could it, be there's wrong. literally wrong information on like every. It's like you read one website and it says it goes to like ninety-seven or ninety-eight, and then you read another, it says it's ninety-six. Right. I've always just worked under the assumption I'm in the last tail end of millennial culture, which is really interesting. But what I want to know is like what we'll get to the millennial and like Gen Z and ballad generation stuff later. But I did want to talk to you about that sound because I was describing it to someone today at work. The volume inside this bus is astronomical is how I like associate with you. It's how I first okay. knew who you were. I just want to know like how, sorry, I need to reword this. How, like when did you realize that that sound and like you just saying that became something that was so like ingrained within TikTok culture? Because I would argue that it is. Um, it was a surreal experience because I posted that February 8th, 2020. I love that you know I have the, the date, date memorized because I celebrate it every year. <laughs> but um, I posted it and it, it immediately took off. Yeah. Um, it got, I think it's sitting at 16 million views on TikTok. And then in a- March, April, May, when quarantine started, there was this DJ on TikTok that remixed it with Megan The Stallion's Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, which shout out DJ Ames cause he killed that remix. Um, and so that one just kind of took off after I felt like the rollout of my video happened. And then that one started a whole new, it's like, it gave it like a second life and like, exactly. that's where it started being. cause like if you were to like name, I don't know, it's if you look at like old when people go, Oh, I miss TikTok from 2020. And like that sound and like your video is always one of the ones that people associate with. Yes. And I think people would associate that as well, like that was a sound of early TikTok. Time. So many more yeah. people, especially with quarantine, so Absolutely. many more people joined TikTok. I yeah. Think, as it was well. part of like the, like when I was first on the app, cause like I started posting in February of 2020 as well. Okay. Like I feel like that's like ingrained in the early TikTok culture. What is it like though? Do you ever like still scroll and like hear your own voice and do you disassociate? Like, do you realize it's your own voice still? Or is it just like you've seen so many videos of it now you don't even think about it? It ca- catches me off guard all the time, <laughs> especially when I hear Captain Hook by Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. I, I twitch a little bit. <laughs> it's almost like PTSD. <laughs> it is. I get a little bit of shell shock. I go, oh, oh I was in the club and, it came on and I actually like had an out of body experience when that happened because all eyes turned to me because everyone knows that that song just They're, triggers What's the me. reaction going to be? Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it, it triggers me not in like a bad way, but just, Oh my gosh. It just, it brings you back. Right. It, it takes me back to 2020. It's just a surreal time. And I don't know. It's a lot. What inspired you? Was that the first TikTok you made or was it just like an early on one? No, I started in September 2019 and I was doing kind of teacher skits, similar thing. But then that one, for some reason, just just took off, took off, skyrocketed. Was there any like super famous people that use the sound that you remember? Oh, my gosh. A lot of people. I mean, (laughs) it's crazy. Jojo Siwa used it. Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Rae. People even just say it in conversation yeah, it, i'm not to toot my own horn but i know 
I had at least some sort of impact on that word spiking in popularity. I'm sorry. No, a hundred percent it did because it like is <laughs> it became part of like um like the language that people use on yeah. that platform, especially in such a part when it was like the early days when everyone was mass coming on to the platform, which I think is rare and a testament to maybe like the quality of that. Oh my gosh. Bit as well, because yeah, it, it, so it has to be a good bit to become part of the lexicon. Like yeah, you're saying, 100%. Where like people can actually reference it, not oh just gosh. like sharing it, but speaking that in the middle of a, a sentence. Do you know what it reminded me Thank of? You. And like, maybe this is aging me, but like it reminded me of like early YouTube when there was the same like five videos everybody watched. Yeah. It was like the Harry Potter puppet pals and like and like fred that guy that was annoying like, orange yeah like exactly all those like early days of youtube that people will still like um associate with the platform i honestly think like that sound in that video and like will will be the same way when it comes to the culture of it which is really cool that you well, were like helped you. to like, carve out tiktok culture. as a as a creator like after having you said there that was kind of the first one that hit really big how did you change either the amount of content that you were producing or like what you were producing after that kind of blew up? Um, I was doing already that kind of content beforehand. So mm-hmm. it felt natural to continue doing that. Which is really nice. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, it felt like it was sent from above. And then, you know, I just do this in general with my content. When I see that something's starting to wane, then I start a new era I love or that. a new series or whatever and just try to I try to write it as much as possible I milk it yes I do but I'll do everybody does <laughs> right like you have to milk it people say okay you've been doing this millennial thing for too long and I'm like well it's still getting the still views getting I, I was gonna so. say I feel like you just started okay so we're gonna go into like your millennial era right now because I <laughs> think it is hilarious and like I think and I saw you post on Instagram which I actually really love that you said it's like kind of like breathed new like life into your content again do you want to talk a little bit about that and like how it's this new era has kind of given you the opportunity to like feel like a love of creating again yeah I mean I think I was in a really good spot with my content in 2020 I think that I was getting crazy views that are just not even fathomable and then in 2021 it started to wane a little bit and started to go into a lull Mm -hmm. and not to you know judge my entire Um, mood on views but it just happens because views are a in a way a reflection of your content so if you're not getting high enough views or views that you set your set a standard for you start to feel like your content's not good and you feel like people are not liking your content so I was having poor views for about two years until kind of now where I'm starting to regularly get sort of close back to the numbers that I was getting back in 2020 And it's just reignited that flame that I had for content creation. And I've just been having so much fun with it. People are joking around with me in the comment sections and everything, which I love. <laughs> you know, there's the odd hate comment, but I it adds to the fun of it, in yeah, my opinion. Like the like, leaning into the bit. Yeah, like people are telling me I look 35, which... <laughs> okay, so we need to tell you the before, <laughs> it's crazy. before the podcast started. Well, like, I've never met you in person, so I, I was just like, go <laughs> He's ahead. He's already defending himself. <laughs> Jacob says to me, he goes, wait, how old is Mark? I'm like, I don't know, he's like in his early 20s because he's like in university. And he goes... Was TikTok bios is thirty five, and I go no. That's <laughs> and part listen, of the well, bit. I asked because I was like, that can't be oh true. That can't be but true. Jacob's but because like, I've never met you in person, I was just like, I hope. But it. thank God you asked, or else Jacob would have been like, ah, just a couple thirty year olds. But that's what I said. I was just like, oh, maybe we'll get a, on the episode here, and I'll be able to commiserate with another like mid thirties. Oh person my god, like, not a chance. <laughs> no. People think I'm genuinely my. People think I'm in my forties. Like people are dead serious. Like I know you're not talking as a forty year old. People are like, why are you talking down on the generation younger than you? I'm like. 
But do you think it's just I because just, you nail it, like nail <laughs> the millennial tropes? But so also, well. like, I don't know. Like, you, you look like you're in university. Like, I'm shocked by that. People genuinely think I'm 40. Had you <laughs> always gotten comments thinking you were older than you are? I get a mix. Like people think I'm 18, but then people apparently think I'm 42. Oh my so god. Oh my god. I don't know. I guess I'm just age ambiguous. I don't know. <laughs> age ambiguous. I don't know if that's a term, but I've, it's crazy because I did a poll on my Instagram story before the millennial series because I never get ID'd at the grocery store anymore, or sorry, at the LCBO anymore. Oh wow. And I was like, do I look 35? Because the law is if you look under 35, then they have they to ID you. Yeah. So I'm like. Do I look 35 years old to... I mean, I know I have grays, but <laughs> I feel like I'm not so 35. Wait, how did the poll go? How did the, the... Most people said I look between 21 and 25. That was the yeah. one of the do. options. Yeah. But it was like 85% of people thought I was between 20 and 21 and 25. But apparently the other 25% on TikTok think that you look 30. That's insane that they think you look 35. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But. I don't know why, but you know what? If the shoe fits, I'm going to wear it, wear them. And lean into it. Right, and put it in my TikTok bio that I'm 35. And you almost fooled me. <laughs> but also I just didn't want to be rude. You know? I'm like, oh, maybe you are. I don't know. Do you think I look 35? No, well, in okay. person now, I'm just like, no, not a chance. That'd be wild. I don't know what the LCB employee <laughs> so is doing. So where did the first, like, what was the first piece of, like, the millennial content that you made? And, like, where did that idea come from? I don't know where it came from. Like, I saw other people make fun of millennials. Yeah. In, like, in a different way. Kind of, people made fun of their humor, whereas I kind of make fun of, that the way they engage with technology. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> attempting TikTok trends and like right. and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I started in August and did kind of a spoof and it did pretty well, but it didn't plunge me into that series until I redid one. I did the wedding transition one. The wedding transition one was the first one I saw. The wedding like, transition one is so funny because it's so accurate. It's so true. <laughs> it's I've so seen accurate. the wedding transition one is just like essentially millennials messing up what a simple transition should be for like I know. getting ready in the morning to now you're already in the dresses and there's like a snap or whatever, right? Like It's that's crazy. Kinda, I, I'm not kidding you. This summer, I probably saw three or four different people <laughs> who are millennials, solid millennials, yeah. try to do a transition like that. And it turned out exactly like your video yeah. where like, like what's going wrong with it? The best ones I that I saw, because I had friends that did it as well and did like those types of things were ones that had hired their younger family members to do it for them so like right. it, like hired like my friend like well my friend's a content creator and she got married so like she oh. like had her friend like uh, sorry she's a content creator she got married she had her cousin who is a gen z oh like with her the whole day to like do all of her like the the tiktok content she wanted to do during okay. her wedding like the transitions and stuff and those were the best ones i had ever seen turn out i think it's because gen z did it not a millennial which is just so funny but the um the other thing you've seemed to be hitting people on the head with is the millennial pause. Yes. I didn't create that. No, but it is a thing that happens. And now yes. I, I notice it with every single person I work with, to be honest. Like some of them, like yeah. when they start <laughs> videos at work and I'm like, just, even if you do it, just crop it. That's the thing I don't get. It's like, there's an in, there's a okay, built wait. in editor on TikTok. I, I know what it is, but for anyone not listening, what is the millennial pause? So millennial pause is where you, someone is doing a video and they pause for a second before they speaking. speaking. So they go, click record. Hi, guys. It's like a whole, <laughs> it could be it's, like three seconds. It's subtle. It could be subtle. It or, can be or subtle. Big. No, yes. but, it's, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a whole thing is that they don't realize that they're doing it. And right. no, no millennials really realized they were doing it until it was pointed out by Gen Z. They're like, what the hell is this pause <laughs> that you do before? And I think, like, I don't even know what the rationale is. I assume I know it has what it to. it is. 
you know what the I'm rationale is? I'm convinced I know what it is. Because, because like, I'm someone who does it. Izzy, our resident Gen Z, I'm talking fast, accuses me of having the millennial pause as well. Really? And I know, I, I'm convinced I know what it is. It's because on an old, like, digital camera, if you're going to take a video clip of yourself, there is a little lag. And you're like, you don't know if it's oh. recording for the first little bit. Really? Does that forgive us for our crimes of the millennial pause these days? <laughs> Maybe for the last 15 years? No, no it doesn't. because but- <laughs> you can crop it out now. So I'll be guilty of it very occasionally. But if I ever would, I would never let the internet see it. If I ever like do pause before I speak when a video starts, I always crop it. Right. So it's like. Yeah, me too. Like if Because like everyone naturally like will pause at certain points maybe before they start speaking. But you just crop it. It's the fact that they don't crop it or people don't see the right. like the like dying. Like it's like, oh my God, it feels like forever. Even though it could be like two seconds. Right. Like they're so wasting long. my time. <laughs> like think of all the seconds I could have saved if you cut out your pause at the start. <laughs> take someone like yourself then to point out these tropes and then obviously it hits and people recognize that because your comments just blast off as and I imagine your shares are just like going insane too of people being like this is you motherfucker. <laughs> it does go crazy I don't know I've always considered myself observant so it's like the little things that I notice and I'm like oh my gosh that's hilarious I can't believe nobody pointed out the like specifically the bippity boppity one which oh, was my god I literally would watch people go like do people not know how to edit like at all that trend was a pandemic in itself because yeah. I have not seen that trend <laughs> done properly once it oh is so God. bad. Have you, I hate that sound. Have you done the Beyonce one yet? Like I'm, the morning routine? I want to do that one. And I want to do the go into the chapel, want to get married one. Oh my Cause God. that like they go up to the camera with the and little like, brush. Oh, and then they go like, oh, ding, ding. oh my gosh. <laughs> I need a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, and so then one of the other ones that you did, and we're going to like poke fun at Jacob here, but because he does have a bunch of <laughs> tattoos, uh, is you were, <laughs> you just posted showing like, tattoos and very like 2012 2014 like peak like tumblr culture that vibe of tattoo it's so funny when you like look at it i was like i know people with every single one of these tattoos right. thank god like, my mom wouldn't let me get a tattoo when i was like 16 and it's also like just like how people get tattoos because no one really gets a sleeve a full sleeve mm. it's like patchwork arm yeah. patchwork leg but then also like random sayings and scroll big long thing i felt personally attacked when i was just doing a bit of research and like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, yeah, this one's funny. This is funny. This is funny. And then the tattoo one came up. <laughs> and I like, I for a second, I was like, oh, that looks great. <laughs> that looks great. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you I saw didn't. A, I saw the leg one because I was just like, oh, you know, I have a few tattoos on my legs. And one of them is just like, it is a little stupid uh, on my thigh. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I should get more tattoos on my legs. And I forgot for a moment that I was scrolling through your feed. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was actually fun. just making fun of it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, but I'll still go through with it, but I'm now more conscious okay. of uh, what that maybe says about me. Okay, no, I, I I said in the caption, more so to protect myself from people calling me mean, Um, I would get tattoos like that. Yeah? Do you like, have any tattoos? 
I don't have any. Okay. We were just talking before the show started that um, Mark agrees that you should have your frontal lobe develop before you Yes, get I yeah. think the age to get a tattoo should be lifted to 25, in my personal <laughs> opinion, because that is, for the most part, irreversible damage. And yeah, I even see my own peers at 21 years old starting to regret theirs. So... Yeah. Well, Jacob yeah. didn't start getting his till he was 30. So. I think Smart. I got my first one at 30. Okay. And I was happy with that. You what was like, your first one? Uh, it's like a sentimental, it's like a little knife, but it's a okay. sentimental of something that I had in my childhood. And oh, there was cute. this big story about it. But I was like, I know that this is going to be something that I'll actually want. Right. Mm-hmm. Forever. Because your and, frontal lobe is developed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like some other, what did you, oh my God, I'm blanking on what you posted today. But it was like the... Um, I know so many people with it the too. Like the yeah. infinity, infinity symbol. The infinity symbol on the wrist, the mustache on the, <laughs> the finger. The mustache on the finger the, is... Also, mo- uh, lip oh, the lip massive ones. thing. That was a yeah. massive yeah, true. Um, inner lip was massive. When I was in university in first year, everyone was getting really tattoos or um, the little finger tattoos that rub off. So like, why would you go through the pain anyways yeah. of like, yeah, getting like, on your finger? Why would you get like a finger tattoo at all? <laughs> I know. I Doesn't it fade in like two years? <laughs> like, oh, when you get that? Uh, for anyone just listening, I am showing my finger tattoo oh my and gosh. it is faded <laughs> when did you get it it faded almost immediately Haley was the really? same way my best yeah. friend got a finger tattoo but she knew it was gonna fade but like she got it and I think it was only not like for, it was after six months it faded yeah. it's just fully you, because like so like, you use your hands so much like so many like different like when you wash your hands this out so many things that it just eventually fades wow what millennial tattoo would you get if I had to if I had to I take get? you to get you one right now what oh would you my get gosh. one that's like a peak like about millennial culture. Butterfly back tattoo. <laughs> I think they're all so bad. Um, this so, the seagull ones. Remember, remember oh, I just, like we just got all the birds. I just always said it looks like seagulls. The birds like seagulls. on the chest. The birds oh, on the yeah. chest. <laughs> they do like that one. That's very Harry Styles. Birds on the chest are like very geometrical shapes. Yeah, the too. geometric ones. They love the Harry Potter references. Yeah. Okay. So I don't like. I'm not a Harry Potter. Girl. I don't watch it either. I don't watch. Or and like, it. I get made fun of for like not. I read the books growing up, but like, I don't like. I'm not in Harry Potter culture. Me but it's like I would say that's a very like peak. I've millennial got culture several thing. friends with Harry Potter tattoos. Really? Yeah. It's a shame because the author's <laughs> an issue now. Yeah. Or, I know. So like, that's, I could never get a tattoo from an artist or something or like a musical artist or something oh my God, because don't tell i'm me scared because i'm gonna get a tattoo from a musical artist taylor yeah i mean <laughs> i feel like she's in the clear i know but i don't know what that is a good point though of like lyrics because they really might tough but you're right it's because right. You're, if you're right because they could end up getting canceled it's like when you name like, this entire city when we've named streets after all these problematic people yeah. and stuff like yeah. that universities and whatnot you're right because it could turn out that they were problematic after. yeah because i know this one well i don't know her but i follow her and she's a huge potterhead or whatever and <laughs> <laughs> that's a term that millennials use okay that's a term or that they whatever. use <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. she has like two harry potter tattoos but they? she um it's that triangle one yeah, the yeah. triangle one with i don't know what it means what and then I think she has another quote or whatever. And she is a huge like trans rights person and LGBTQ ally and stuff that now JK have, Rowling yeah. stands for that's everything opposite tough. of that. That's tough. That's, a, that's yeah, tough. That's tough. And it just came out a couple years ago before, or sorry, after she got the tattoo. So yeah, how do you even move forward past that? That would be really tough. No, you're right. That's a totally fair. That's- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Fair point. I'm trying to think of Tumblr tattoos, like what all the girly pops wanted. Like everyone wanted like geometric shapes, right? Infinity symbols. Um, I like, mean, a rose anywhere, mm. a heart anywhere. The oh. little like wave is cute. Oh, the wave was. The, oh, that was one I wanted at one point too. Oh, the wave. Yeah. I wanted that one at one point too, but yeah. I don't know if I would get it now. But I was but... like, what was? And then it's so funny because I'm like, what was like the symbolism there for me to get like a wave? Like, what was the point of that? Oh, I would have a meaning behind it. Because I just love the water. I love the beach. <laughs> so, I feel like tattoos don't need to have meaning. I agree. Actually, like, one of my fa- I saw, it was some YouTuber, I don't remember who it was, made a comment about, because someone's like, oh, are you not going to regret these tattoos when you get, like, little silly, goofy ones? Like, Jacob has a pylon on his arm and like, oh, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, it I like has the meaning. But, like the- but it does have meaning because it's like, you got it in New York and stuff. But there's, like, there's, there's ones that... To the average person might be like, oh, like, why'd you, why'd you get that? My best friend gets a tattoo in almost every country she goes oh. to. Like, it's almost like she's her own passport that way, which I think is so cool. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, like, like there's ways. But a YouTuber once said, like, once I look back, I'm going to look back at that moment in time that meant something to me in that moment, right. regardless if it was because of the experience or because of, like, like what it meant or whatever. So once I switched my brain to looking at it that way, I think that was a better way of like viewing as opposed to being like, Oh my God, I regret all these tattoos or like, just look at it as it's like a scrapbook of your life, but on your body, which is kind of cool. I agree with that. I think everyone has their own meanings and stuff. I mean, who am I to judge? (laughs) You're maybe the perfect person to judge. You might be the perfect person to judge. You might be the perfect person to judge. (laughs) What's um, coming down the pipeline? What do we got for like millennial culture? Like what are the other things we haven't hit yet? Oh my god. We'll brainstorm. We can actually interview Jacob. Things I I have an issue with? Yeah. Oh, tell us that. What are some things you have an issue with? I think this is a thing that every generation does to the generation below them, but just demean them and reprimand them for the issues that y'all put on our plate. I don't like that. I feel like, yeah, I think that's right. Not you. I was going to say, I got got pointed out. (laughs) No, I think like every generation does it to the generation before. And it's every generation has their like, well, it was different for us or you don't get it or like what everyone just, it also comes with the individuality complex of like every fucking person on the internet now that just like, exactly. That just like, like that their experience then feels invalidated, which it's not like, it's just everyone grew up. Like I don't know what it was like to grow up. What year were you born? 02. Exactly. I don't know what it was like to grow up like in 02 and like 
with like social media and stuff being accessible so young but it's like and he'll never know what it was like for us when we were at the boom of it but it doesn't mean that one or the other experience is less valid which i think the issue is on social media like it's a very like feel that as someone in gen z that their millennials do uh how what what was the wording that you used they reprimand us yeah do you feel i definitely do feel that i feel like people underestimate just people younger than them in general Mm -hmm. and i just feel like i've heard you know just being a content creator and going to events and panels and stuff people will all group all of gen z together and be like oh they don't know how to xyz they don't know how to um be professional in a business event they they're declassing us as a as a job or whatever and i'm like how is that what do you yeah like y'all started the whole influencer thing i feel like influencers started with millennials so it did if yeah. anything y'all declassed it from the get is <laughs> then is your content a way to like i know it's just fun and funny as well but like is that a way to clap back at them then yeah i i think it's my way to just own the fact that i'm gen z because mm-hmm. i just hate being lassoed in with an entire group of people just because of my age there was on that exact topic maybe one of the i think best videos that i saw was scrolling through feed too was something that was like it was funny but it also did have like such a strong message that people don't pick up on a lot of the time was the brandy <laughs> melville one. Oh when, my like, god! asking someone uh, i forget the exact wording but it was like <clears throat> the setup was asking someone for a size medium in a Brandy Melville. Because yes. Brandy Melville is like historically one size it's a one-size-fits-all, mm-hmm. like probably millennial got popular in the days yeah. of millennials. Yeah, it was Tumblr. It was Tumblr. Of, it was Tumblr era. Yeah. Which is kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Because it's just like that is something that probably is not okay. It's not okay. And just like this one little bit pokes fun at that idea and kind of tears down their whole castle. 100%. Oh, I... I think I, yeah, I mean, I didn't post that with an, with the intention of being at a millennial thing, but just as like a, um, inclusivity thing Yeah. yeah. because I was maybe 11 years old at the mall with my friends trying to buy a gift for someone. So I wasn't even trying to get anything for myself, by the way. <laughs> and I, all I asked was for a size large bracelet for a friend like those low high bracelets that's a millennial yeah. thing yeah low- which i was all over <laughs> the ones that were like from the sand of the, the dead sea yeah and, like the yeah. air from everest yeah i never had one of those thank god <laughs> i loved them i was obsessed with them but like why are you trying to tell me oh we don't have your size before i even mm-hmm. ask the question because it was actually for a friend which maybe that is a millennial thing to like assume that i'm trying to buy something for myself it's so funny that that's like a loci thing too as well because like that's kind of like a a whole brand built around kind of togetherness right on the planet yet one size fits all is kind of just entirely exclusionary so why are you selling it at is it still one size fits all do we know like i have no idea i haven't walked into a brandy melville and since i was 17 years old i don't know it might still be if it is that's so problematic they need to get with the times like it's it's wild but it's like crazy that like growing up we didn't bat an eye at that it's like oh well like brandy like i remember like asking for stuff for christmas from brandy melville like 
They had like all the graphic tees and like yeah. Like, I hate I, that their uh, stuff is so cute. I, yeah. <laughs> I really hate it because their stuff is is like... very cute and they're very good at being like on trend with what's like popular oh, like at the time. But I remember like I had like these shirts and like they had all these like graphic tees. I remember asking for Christmas for my mom and she goes, "Oh, what size do you need?" I go, "No, mom, you don't get it. Brady Melville's like only one size." I Which my is mom crazy. being like, "What? <laughs> like how does that work?" And then they started selling shorts. I remember and it was wild because it's like, oh, there is some things with sizing because like jeans and shorts you have to yeah. I forgot about that. Wow. That was definitely a Tumblr era when you would like wear the Brandy Melville graphic tees and take all the like mirror selfies with like the straight hair and all. I can't believe you weren't a Tumblr kid. That's crazy. Yeah, I avoided that. I was like, I got a, uh, you got a little glimpse of it. it. Yeah. It was my, I was raised on the internet. So I love that though. I, mine was, that was peak (laughs) high school for me. Really? What was your first social media account you had then? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. In 20. 13. What was yours? Uh, your ooh, I guess probably Twitter. MySpace? Oh, no. I love Twitter. Did you not oh, have MySpace? MySpace. Yeah, 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 MySpace, MySpace. Oh would have my been God. your first. I wish I got to see MySpace. I never got MySpace to see it. MySpace was, was just ahead of me. Amazing. Speaking of like being the generation who started to learn how to code and all that, like oh MySpace my was the playground for that. Well, and that's actually... HTML. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. where like Tumblr was like that too. Like I learned how to code like my own Tumblr page. Right. By, like because you could like you could buy like codes from people and stuff like that. But really like if you just like dug through, you could like figure out ways like take codes from other accounts, and that's how you like made your landing page which is kind of crazy to think yeah, about. That's very, ro- very like, like intelligent. Well, kind of to exactly. your point. Yeah, it was like, I remember there would be like people, uh, like parents of my friends would always just be like, oh, what are you doing spending time on MySpace? But it's the same as you're talking about. Like, I'm actually trying to learn something. Right. There's a there's something to take away from it for sure. Yeah. 100%. I wish I got to experience it. MySpace, yeah. I, I love the aesthetic of it. Like the Y2K aesthetic. Yeah. I love that. If I, on TikTok right now you could rank a top eight friends, would you do it? Top eight friends? Because that's what MySpace that's had. That's what MySpace was. Oh, you I your would top love eight friends. to do that. <laughs> and then you have a song on your profile too. I would want that too. What would your song be? Be. right now i just said it before when the podcast started i'm in sad girl fall right now so okay. i'm in like back into folklore evermore so probably okay. like probably like some oh or like i don't know i've been listening to a lot of zach bryan and noah Khan. Okay. something sad girl fall though so something from folklore evermore maybe like a a mirror ball of seven and ivy like one of those what okay. You? okay what would you pick i don't know i'm still the first one that comes to mind is Cruel Summer. I mean, I just Do it. Just one. hit number one. Do it. I love that, though. <laughs> That's perfect. The remix is good, too. You think so? I think so. <laughs> You're like, whoop. Okay. I said something bad. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, if you were to describe to somebody the biggest difference between Gen Z and millennials, how would you describe that, do you think? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I think that we're very similar in a way. I think that... I don't think there's a fine line between generations, mm-hmm. but I feel like millennials are just kind of the older version and the older older siblings to that's Gen Z. That's a good way to describe it. Because we grew up with the same kind of things. We grew up with the same t- TV show styles, the mm-hmm. same kind of social medias and things mm-hmm. like that. I think that think it's it it's a tough question. That's a tough question because <laughs> I actually can't pinpoint what the difference is. I, oh, I think millennials are the more formal version of Gen Z. That's a good way of putting it. I think it. millennials, I will give y'all that you are more formal than us. I think, I will say, I think Gen Z to millennial is a lot closer of a 
like type of like person generation than millennials are to what's the one ahead of gen x gen x i think there's more of a gap between gen x and millennials than there is between millennials and gen z yeah i think there's a lot more crossover i think the internet culture people to purchase homes (laughs) yeah (laughs) literally we're all never gonna own a home (laughs) no it's so (laughs) we need to like band together even though i'm the one to drift us apart but no it's 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 a poking fun it's like it's like you only make fun of the friends that you're closest with you're just poking fun at people that you love exactly and if you're offended maybe take a step back and look at what you're doing Well, that was me scrolling through your feed as well, because I was just like, yeah, you know what? I I do have to examine myself a little bit closer, I think. But you don't give off, like, peak, like, the energy that he's he's describing is, like, the people I went to high school with. That's who he's describing. I feel like you could pass as Gen Z. I honestly Izzy thought so. I was Gen Z. No, she yeah, didn't. Yeah, I think you... Izzy thought you were 27. That's not Gen Z. Oh. Close enough. <laughs> I would consider... Okay, actually, we have one question that we do need to ask. This oh, that's what it was. This is the question I wanted was. to ask. Okay. okay, so... I'm scared. No, don't be scared. So Izzy is our um, resident Gen Z on the podcast here. She is hiding behind the camera right now. Thank you for representing us. <laughs> so... <laughs> one of the first episodes we ever had this is like off-camera banter we got into an argument with izzy because she claimed that avril lavigne is gen z like represents gen z like her music do you claim avril do you lavigne? claim avril lavigne from gen z i love avril lavigne but i think that she's more of a millennial icon Thank i think so olivia much. rodrigo would be our equivalent punk rock queen izzy has a comment izzy you can yell We can. And that's what I got. Because, like, I grew up on her music. I don't know what you're talking about. So we were told that we, we couldn't even claim her. Oh, we definitely. I claim what the hell. Yeah, exactly. That's my song. And so, so maybe she doesn't. I don't know if she represents Gen Z, but I would, it would be hard to come by someone who doesn't know Avril and loves her, like, green street hair. We're not saying people don't I know see, who she I see is. your point. That's what, I, that's what I felt like the argument really was in my soul. Was that we were allowed to claim her. Oh, for sure. Y'all can't just claim an ar- an artist for yourself. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all cannot just claim. I mean, Gen Z is reclaiming. What's their name? The band from. Sync. No. What's their name? Fleetwood Mac. They're reclaiming. We're Fleetwood reclaiming Mac. Fleetwood. I don't Mac. even think millennials had that. <laughs> no, I think that's like a boomer. Yeah, the seventies. <laughs> my dad can't even claim Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you oh know what God. I have to give Gen Z though is that you guys are bold. Yeah, we are. I, I think y'all are more filtered than I because the type For of sure. things I hear on the internet from Gen Z is bewildered. It's TMI at times. It's it, it, it's. I think it's like we grew up in like I grew up with my on Twitter with my dad the day I made a Twitter account making a Twitter account being like don't say anything stupid employers won't hire you because of this oh and now there's gosh. people that fully like share their entire like. Like, there's so many times I see stuff that, like, you share everything on the Guilty. internet. But, like, everyone does that now. And that's, like, the culture now, which is crazy. Because, like, I was not raised. I was raised on, like, don't say something stupid on the internet. I'm never getting hired. Like, I have the worst <laughs> case of Twitter fingers. It's oh, so Twitter fingers? I tweet everything that comes to mind. Oh, like almost. I'm not gonna get hired. I, I've accepted it. But you just have to. You just have to wait. You just have to ride. Keep riding TikTok, and then eventually all of Gen Z will be like the people in, in charge, and then you'll positions. be fine. Exactly. You know, that's a great way of putting it because <laughs> I think a lot of people might have clean social medias, but let's see what your thoughts are because, right. and they'll come to light in the workplace. Right. I'm being transparent with y'all from the get go. So that's fair. It's instead of like 
like the hit like the the gossip or the people say stuff behind their back like in the office it's just like you're just saying it out front exactly like maybe like gen z will be super successful politicians because instead of like you know being sneaky and just like getting caught up in and saying like the right thing and this and that it's like they just say whatever is in their mind which i actually really respect it's the one thing i I wish i was better at this might be an interview actually with like a future prime minister oh my gosh (laughs) and they're gonna use it all against me (laughs) actually now that y'all say it i think that bluntness skipped a generation with y'all because I'm a big reality TV person and there's been like five to 10 years where there's not enough blunt people. But before that, everyone was blunt. blunt, And then now that Gen Z is getting on the show, we're more blunt. Interesting. That's a good good observation. Because if you look at reality TV over the past, like, five ten years it's been very dry in terms of drama and just confrontations but now that gen z starting to get on it they're it's well, i think, it's, like I, think take. I do too i think it's also because like gen z understands that conference confrontation and um uh what's the word i'm looking for confrontation and controversy breeds likes comments mm. this that absolutely where, and i think and then the generation before didn't, like, I, I think of Vanderpump Rules as an example, because oh, I yeah. love that show. The early seasons, they didn't say whatever the hell they wanted because, like, they didn't think they'd ever become famous. But then they became famous, and they kind of went, like, a little bit more low-key yeah. and, like, less blunt. But then now they're getting more back into that bluntness, so. We need to bring it back. I'm sick and tired of the keeping thoughts to ourselves. I like... And the fake niceties and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I love the... The hate, the hatred, the vitriol. <laughs> I'm watching reality TV. I'm sorry. I don't watch it for morals. I don't watch it for morals either. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on Talking Fast today. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Okay, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad your first in-person experience was great. Yes. Whenever there's another, your, whatever your next era is, or if there's oh ever gosh. a divide in the generations and we need to bring in our resident expert, we will bring you in. Well, thank you. I'm glad that I'm now the expert and speak on behalf of the generation. So thank you. I love that. I think you speak well on it too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking Fast. As always, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, give us five stars, whatever platform you are on. We come out with episodes every single Wednesday. You do not want to miss it. We'll see you next week. Bye.